Casino. It's beautiful. It really is a beautiful thing, isn't it? It's like they're all part of the cast. Yeah. And the entertainment capital of the world. <laughs> if you would, please welcome my dear friends, the Bob Rosario Ensemble, with Mr. Bob Sachs at the bass, Mark Barrett on the drums, Dave Hart on the guitar. Under the direction of Joey Singer. You see what we created here? We created a whole different 
image. And today, you're going to be the butt of all of my jokes. <laughs> we have a terrific lineup today. I know how much you're going to enjoy this because all these singers are terrific. And it's always special when this gentleman comes on the show because he's truly a legend, truly a comedic legend in our industry. You've seen him on all the Carson shows and, and Mike Douglas and Merv Griffin and maybe the hippest comedian in the industry and just celebrated his 88th birthday. Mr. Pete Barbeauty is with us today. A wonderful singer and uh, recording artist, does a little bit of from show tunes to jazz. Deborah Silver making her debut on our show today. The majestic voice and soulful voice. He does everything from the pop standards to, to the soulful sounds. He is a marvelous singer. Derek David is with us today. And today is special because um, I've always been a great fan of the production Cocktail Cabaret. And it was a big hit in Las Vegas at, the, at Caesars. And of course, they had pandemic and all that other stuff. But we, so, so many marvelous talents came out of that show. Today, we feature many of them. And uh, one of the most elegant singers from Cocktail Cabaret, Marin Wade is with us today. And, and a new addition to the production is uh, a gentleman, the first time I've heard him, he makes his debut on our show. Very majestic voice, an actor, a singer. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Carpenter is on our show today. And of course, the music director and pianist for um, Cocktail Cabaret. He really is the, the, the MD, but he's the producer as well. Uh, we're proud to have him with us. Keith Thompson is with us today. And um, this gentleman was on the show maybe two or three months ago and, and got a wonderful response. And I said, well, let's bring him on again. And uh, I know you're going to be thrilled with what he does today. From pop to arias to Tom Jones to the standards. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Estefano DeSanto is with us today. And our little diva is with us, of course, Miss Corey Sachs. So we're going to have a, I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to have some laughs and some great music. You know, I said I was going to pick out Joey, but that's not entirely true. <laughs> I made one or two things. Because I remember when Joey first came to Las Vegas, I was here. And he was, he's a Boston guy, and I'm from Connecticut, so I was very much of his, aware of his New England background. And he came here, and he looked me up, and he said, and I, he was so naive. You know, he truly was so naive. He said, you know, uh, he came to me for advice, and I said, well, when you're not entrenched in the community, you have to make new friends. So you need to, you need to find uh, and meet people that have lived here for a while, so you get accepted and embraced. And so he, he met this uh, beautiful girl, and he got to know her, and he said, you know, I, I really, I'm hoping you'll show me the lay of the land. And she said, I am the lay of the land. <laughs> wow. Wow. I tried to give him advice. 
I tried to give him advice, but you know, he was new in town, and you know, once you're here a while, you understand the ropes. And I said, you know, girls, of course, they all gravitated towards him because he's charming, he's handsome, he's a musician, and very talented and personable. And I said, look it, I'm, I'm gonna give you one piece of advice. Try never to marry a girl whose favorite position in bed is facing Neiman Marcus. <laughs> it was good advice, was it not? That's right. Now, you know, talk about the personal relationships in my family with Lorraine and I. I must tell you, you probably don't know this, but I wear the pants in our family. But Lorraine tells me what pants to put on. <laughs> Our relationship is quite special. And when we fell in love and we dated and, and then finally, you know, we got married and I said, you know, Lorraine, why, what, what is it about me that, why did you want to marry me? She said, it was your sense of humor. And I said, really? It wasn't because I was good in the bedroom? She said, see what I mean? You're Hi, I'm Dennis Bono. Please join me every Thursday at 2 p.m. for our live taping of The Dennis Bono Show in the showroom at Michael Gaughan's South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa. Each week, we feature celebrities from the world of entertainment with music, comedy, and lots of fun interviews. A true variety show. The show is absolutely free. All you have to do is sign up for a South Point club card and join in the fun. The Dennis Bono Show, Thursdays at 2 p.m. at Michael Gaughan's South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, 9777 Las Vegas Boulevard South. It's Vegas at its best. Night and day, under the height of me. Live from Las Vegas, welcome back to the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa on the South Strip. It's the Dennis Bono Show. And now, once again, here he is. Here's Dennis. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you to Bob Rosario Ensemble. Thank you. Nice to see all of you again. Um, you know, she has been an important part of our musical family for, well, we're going on 20, well, it's 22 years. It already is 22 years. And, um, Nothing's changed with her. She still looks the same, still sounds the same, still has that same amount of energy, and uh, we all love her to death, don't we? Ladies and gentlemen, a warm welcome, Miss Corey Sachs. Some was going on to war. They had to live their spirits high. From Uncle Sam, motherhood and apple pie. Instead of spending money that they didn't have in hot spots in the Bronx, they went to. 
When the hell does the energy disappear? <sighs> does it ever? <laughs> a lot of naps. A lot of naps. Uh, you really, every, you know, I, I'm thinking back of all these years we've been together. I know. And you've been it's part crazy. of this show as <sighs> your husband Bob has been. Um, yep. But you've, you're, the amount of energy has never changed. You've <sighs> got, I, you're amazing. Thank you so much. You're the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> Not the Playboy Bunny, the Energizer, the energizer. Bunny. There you go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. all right. I heard a, Reba She player. does a great... You know what? I'm going to make you come on and do Reba one day. Okay, that would I'm be gonna fun. I'm going to make you come on. She does a... Yeah. Fat, even Reba, even Reba goes like, I ain't working. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Matter of fact, I'm going to be doing uh, a tribute to Reba this coming Saturday at Sanders Winery, and that's out in Pahrump. So oh. would you like me to bring you a bottle of wine? Or? No, but, I, I, you know, there's a lot of artists that are working out there. Oh, it's beautiful. You can bring a picnic, bring your food. It's out in the open, outside, under the stars. And we start the show just as the sun starts to go oh, down. So nice? it's, it's beautiful. Not, I wish I could stay up that late. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> Once the sun goes down... That's it. It's not like it used to be. No, Once no. the sun went down, I went like, time to go out. <laughs> now the sun goes down, I go, okay, honey, can we watch another episode of Law & Order? <laughs> 
Um, you know, this next gentleman is, is a wonderful singer. He's, he's performing at the Italian-American Club. Club in September. But he's a, a terrific voice and very majestic yes. singer. Yes, And And he's been a part of the... Uh, the platters. He's done so many things over mm -hmm. the years. And I want you to welcome him to the stage today. You will love what he's about to do for you. A warm welcome, if you would, Derek David. Yeah. When the twilight is gone. No songbirds are singing When the twilight is gone You come into my Yeah. 
fabulous. Come on over here. How are you, my friend? Oh, it's good to have you back on stage here again. And, and you know, you've, you've been entrenched in this community for quite a long time. And you've got an incredible background, incredible resume. Um, and we see you on the TV commercials all the time yeah. with uh, your wife advertising. You got to come to do berries. Yeah, that's right. Got, that's right. We see that. But I'll tell you what, that voice is nothing's changed. It remains the same. It's majestic as ever. Thank you. So you're going to be at the Italian American Club in September. Right. And uh, we look forward to it. So it'll be an evening of all different styles of music. And I'm going to have everybody there. I'm going to have Elvis. I'm going to have, <laughs> I'm going to have the Platters. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have Little Richard. Okay? So Bob, you're Bob, honoring, all, honoring all those others. All right. And the ladies of Motown. We're all going to, it's going to be a dinner show September 18th. And tickets are on sale. Well, we got to get you on one more time before that show of comes course. up to make of sure. Course. Because I think it's going to be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek David, we're going to take a short pause. We're coming right back. Don't leave us. In Las Vegas, it's the legendary bootlegger Italian bistro where celebrities and locals gather. From the main showroom, Southport Hotel, Casino and Spa on the South Strip in Las Vegas, you're listening to The Dennis Bono Show. Once again, a sold-out audience enjoying today's show. And now, here's Dennis. Thank you all very much, our illustrious cast. Of course, I love the Whenever this guy graces a stage, and I think about his history, the first time I saw him, to be honest with you, I was a kid. I saw him on Johnny Carson and then yeah, Merv Griffin, and I'm right. going, my God, this guy is so hip, so funny. First, I'm, I'm listening, I'm going, I'm waiting, and, and I realized he was an incredible jazz musician, a jazz artist, and maybe the funniest guy. When he performed, he performed for the band. And, and it took a little while, but America got him. Yeah. And he's one of the greatest storytellers, and he's still working and just celebrated his 88th birthday. Ladies Woo! and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Pete Barbuti. I'm back there, he's telling everybody I'm 88 years old and I come out here. Half of you people are as old as I am. This is the way, <laughs> this is the kind of audience I like, man. Anyway, Dennis asked me to relate this story to it. It happens to be a true story. I don't tell any lies. This is a true story that happened. And it's, I guess we all can relate to it because it's about the first people who came out west in the old days and the, the turning of the century when when people said, go west, young man, Horace Greeley, all the, you know. And so everybody started west. And I'm, this is about a particular couple from back in Virginia. Is everybody here from Virginia? Yeah. Good. What, what part? Fredericksburg. Nice to have you here. See, people think you're from a small town like that, the comedian's going to make fun of you. I don't do that. It's, I've been to Fredericksburg, and it's an honor to have you in the audience. And I mean that very much. This here's a piano. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. Did you ever see anything this big didn't have John Deere written on it? Want <laughs> to hear some jazz? <laughs> so here's this couple from Virginia, and they decided to take the advice, the prophetic advice of Horace Greeley and move west. So they pawned everything they had, sold everything they bought, a Conestoga wagon, covered wagon, prairie schooner, and they started their trek west. And they stopped in what was those days the last civilization of America, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people think it still is. <laughs> and they went into the general store and the woman bought, she, she bought some gingham to, so she could make curtains for their new house when they settled down wherever they were gonna settle down. And she bought like uh, bacon, hardtack, smoked meats for the trip you know, and stuff, and flour and lard and everything that you cook with or you could grease the axles. I mean, she, and he came out of there and all he had uh, was a great big wooden crate. And she said, darling, what's in the crate? He said, never mind, woman, get on the wagon. And he hooked that crate on the side of the wagon, on the left side of the covered wagon. It was about three quarters of the way back, behind the water valve. <laughs> There's legs sticks out about four and a half inches there. And you could put, you could put like the water barrel on it and then you put a rope around the top and then up near the top there'd be a, a series of uh, small Phillips head screws that went across <laughs> the top there. And they started this great trek west and, and, and they crossed the Mississippi River, as difficult as that was. Excuse me just a minute, Joey, it's not like you guys had that much to do when I'm out here. So like when I get to a moon like this, they're crossing and the river, it's dangerous. You guys can go like, like, oh, and, and that was. <laughs> I mean, you call the union, but you can't, you don't know where <laughs> And they crossed the great Mississippi River. Oh. <laughs> it's a true story too. And they crossed the great, they crossed some of the great plains of mid-America. And then they crossed the great Missouri River. And they scaled the seemingly unscalable Rocky Mountains. And they landed in the promised land, Provo, Utah. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they built a life for themselves. They had a beautiful farm built out and everything. And they were real happy and, and life was good. And there's still dangers around. This is wild country. And then one day he said to her, he said, woman, today's the day. And she said, I have a headache. He said, no, today. <laughs> he said, today's the day we open the wooden crate. And she was very excited because he's had this stupid crate, you know, for years he'd been guarding it. And he hauled it out under the big old oak tree. And, and he got a, a crowbar and he pried open that crate. And in that crate, ladies and gentlemen, I swear to you, it was a great big bell. Looked exactly like the Liberty Bell in every single detail. You know, it wasn't quite that large, you know. And there was no crack in it and there was no writing on it. <laughs> and, and she said, you mean you hauled some stupid bell across the country? She said, woman, Relax, this bell can save your life. When I'm out working in Hillerdale, miles away, chopping wood for the winter, or plowing a field way out there, and danger arises, I'm gonna hang this bell from the big oak tree here, and you need but ring the bell, and I'll come back and save your life. And she was moved to tears, and she kissed him, and he got on his horse, he rode out about 20 miles. He started chopping, he didn't hit the tree, but about four whacks and the bells start ringing. He says, uh-oh, problem back at the ranch, you know. So he dropped an ax, and he jumped on the horse, 
and he rode back as fast and furiously as he could, almost killed the poor animal, because the farm wasn't detailed. There's still stuff laying around. And, <laughs> and she's standing under the oak tree, and he ran over and he said, woman, what's wrong? And she said, I thought maybe you were warm. I made some Kool-Aid. I said, are you crazy woman? I almost killed myself and the poor animal getting back here. And you told me you made some Kool-Aid. And he was very upset and visually upset too. And he, and he poked at her with his finger, not so to hurt her or anything, but just like to enunciate his words. You know, he said, woman, don't ever do anything. And she was standing on the root system to the oak tree and it was a bit of roast. <laughs> and she lost her balance and fell against the tree and hit her shoulder. And she said, yo, because she's from back east. She said, yo. <laughs> And he didn't mean to hurt her, but at least he said, well, if there's a little twinge or something, maybe she's learned a lesson and she won't do anything this stupid again. So he said, now don't ever do anything this stupid again. He was sure he impressed her. So he got on his horse and rode out again to chop wood and went even farther this time. Well, the next tree, it doesn't seem to be worth mentioning, but. And he began to chop at the tree and the bells start ringing again. He said, oh no, man. So he dropped an ax, jumped on the horse, rode back this time so fast and furiously. Just as he got back to the farm, the poor horse dropped dead beneath him. So he got off the horse. Well, he didn't have to get off it. It was dead. He just kind of walked <laughs> away from it, you know. <laughs> and he, he couldn't find her anywhere. He went in the house and there she was in the kitchen, tears streaming down her cheek. He said, woman, what's wrong? And she said, I don't know whether to make potatoes or stuffing for dinner. <laughs> well, he was really hot now, and he came right at her, and he said, woman, I killed the poor horse getting back here. Now, when will you learn? And he was, you know, and again, he was poking at her, and she was standing by the old icebox. Some of you, well, most of you remember the old icebox, where the top will open up, and you put a piece of ice in there, and then they put the food <laughs> in the bottom, and the cold air come down. Well, there's a chrome handle on the icebox, a vertical handle. It was about four and a half, five <laughs> inches long. Had some Phillips screws, some round head screws <laughs> in it, on the left side of it. And your sore shoulder hit that handle there. And she'd say, yo, you know, really hurt this time because it was sore from the oak tree. And he, and he said, I think you've learned your lesson now. Don't ever do anything that stupid again. And so he got on a, a new horse. He got on the old one, but nothing happened, obviously. <laughs> so he got on a new horse. He rode out about 20 miles, start chopping wood again, and the bells start ringing. He said, later for her, dude. So he chopped about 28 trees. He was out there all afternoon. Then he got on the horse. He rode back casually, but this time when he got back, there was serious problems. The house was burned to the ground. The barn was burned to the ground. Every one of the cattle dead, shot with flaming arrows. Obviously, this was a hostile Indian attack. And every one of the chickens were dead. They were stomped to death, except for one small, small royal in red. It was stabbed from behind. <laughs> and he couldn't find her anywhere. And he kept his vigil. He kept looking and looking. Now night began to fall. And he heard this moaning near the edge of the clearing. And he went over there. And there she was laying in the bush. She's in bad shape. Obviously, a hostile Indian attack had occurred. She had flaming arrows in her. She's still sizzling. This didn't happen <laughs> long ago. She's in bad shape, dude. And, and so he knelt down very tenderly and took her hand into his, and he said to her, now that's more like it. <laughs> if you would, keep our beauty. Um, this next young lady, first time on our show, her latest uh, LP, Sunnyside, is an Amazon bestseller in jazz. She's got a sterling amount of duets with celebrated artists like Bill Medley, Jack Jones, Freddie Cole, Steve Tyrell. And uh, 
You know, we're glad that she's making her debut here in Vegas on our show. A warm welcome, if you would, Deborah Silver.
in these hills. Just let me. Hey, darling. Wow. Terrific. Well, you just knocked that out of the park, oh. didn't you? Well, my goodness. Look at this audience and all this talent you have. Well, it's a thrill every week for me, and I'm glad that you're happy being here today. Oh, Your first time on the show. Absolutely. And uh, you're in Vegas, and I think you're here for tomorrow night. Yes. Going to the tribute to the Great American Songbook with... Right. Uh, Michael Feinstein. Michael Feinstein, and we will the be Lou there. The Lou so. Center. Yes, yes. So Very good cause. You're terrific, and you've, you've done you. the, all these wonderful recordings. You. A terrific jazz singer. You've done wonderful duets, and we're thrilled to have you with us today. Ladies Thank and you gentlemen, so much. Deborah Silver, we're going to take a short pause. We're coming right back. In Las Vegas, it's the legendary bootlegger Italian bistro where celebrities and locals gather. South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa, the South Strip, live from Las Vegas. You're listening to the Dennis Bono Show. Now, back to the star of our show. Here's Dennis Bono. Thank you all very much. You having fun so far? Greatly talented uh, panel of artists today, and no reason to stop now. This next gentleman, I'm going to have him come over here first uh, because it's important that he set this up. He is a, a marvelous pianist and conductor and the producer of Cocktail Cabaret, and we are so glad that this show is coming back. Once the pandemic was, uh, you know, finally behind us, it's good to see because this is one of the terrific shows. A warm welcome, if you would. Mr. Keith Thompson. Would you go to the piano and, and I will introduce this next artist. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Thompson, the uh, conductor and music director and producer of Cocktail Cabaret. And the first lady that we'll be bringing out is, uh, she is an immensely talented singer and has been with the show on and off for many years. She's remarkable. You're going to be floored. A warm welcome, if you would, Marin Wade.
judge's eyes when they handed you the prize. So darling, won't you take a This next gentleman is an important part of uh, Cocktail Cabaret. He's a wonderful singer and a wonderful actor, and I know you're going to, the ladies are going to be charmed by his looks and his dynamic voice, and uh, he will be a part of Cocktail Cabaret at the Italian American Club. A warm welcome, if you would, Doug Carpenter. <laughs>
right back. Don't leave us. Woo! Amazing! In Las Vegas, it's the legendary bootlegger Italian bistro where celebrities and locals gather. South Strip, Las Vegas. You're listening to the Dennis Bonham Show. Once again, a sold-out audience enjoying today's show. And now, here's Dennis. Thank you all very much. Is this a great cast today? Uh, no reason to stop now. This next gentleman made his first appearance on the show maybe two or three months ago. And so many people enjoyed him and have been requesting for him to come back. He'll be at the Sterling Club two nights a month and May 17th and June 3rd, 29th at the Pass Casino saluting the troops. Um, really, a kid from basically where I'm from back east. A warm welcome, if you would, a Stefano DeSanto. I saw the light of the night that I passed by her window. Shadows of love on her blind She was my woman As she deceived me I watched and went out of my mind My mind, my, my, my
Stefano DeSanto. We're going to take a short pause. Coming right back. In Las Vegas, it's the legendary bootlegger Italian bistro where celebrities and locals gather. Welcome back to the South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa on the South Strip. Live from Las Vegas, it's the Dennis Bono Show. It's time now for the spotlight song. Here's Dennis with Rosario Ensemble. We had fun today. What a terrific lineup. I want to thank all of our guests. They can't do that 
Join us again next week for the Dennis Bono Show, live from Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel, featuring the Bob Rosario Ensemble and Miss Corey Sachs. Production assistant Mike McHugh, sound recording and mix for broadcast by Sean McGee. Hey Lorraine, do you realize that your family is part of Las Vegas culinary history, having served Chef Mama Maria's original recipes since 1949? And do you realize that Las Vegas legends, from Howard Hughes to Frank Sinatra, fell in love with your family restaurants for over 70 years in the entertainment capital of the world? Yes, dear. Remember, I was there. And another great customer was Liberace. At that time, he was the highest paid entertainer in Las Vegas, earning $50,000 a week. Man, you guys must have made a fortune. Not really, Dennis. Our large pizza was only 90 cents. Wow. Then in 1962, while Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack were causing global excitement on the Las Vegas Strip, your family opened their second restaurant. Right. And in 1972, Elvis Presley began electrifying Las Vegas audiences and eating in our restaurant. You know, Lorraine, this is quite a town. There's nowhere like it in the world. There's only one Las Vegas. And there's only one bootlegger Italian bistro. Folks, when you're in Las Vegas, come visit us. We'll make you feel like you're part of our family. The Bootlegger Italian Bistro, conveniently located at 7700 Las Vegas Boulevard, South Strip. Visit our website at www.bootleggerlasvegas.com.